Well, hey there, everyone. I'm Daniel Hahn, and I'm the online campus pastor here at Oxford Assembly of God Church, and this is our podcast. And I just want to thank you for listening today. We hope the message you're about to hear inspires you, builds your faith, and helps you see that God has a purpose for your life. And now, let's get into the message. All right, let's thank the Lord for what he's done. Come on, let's just thank the Lord. Sheena, thank you so much. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your presence in this place. I thank you for the children on the platform and those that are a part of the children's ministries here at Oxford, those young people and teens that are a part of the youth ministry. I'm grateful for this church that is so obviously a generational church. It's not just a church for the us four and no more, but it is a church for all generations. And Lord Jesus, for these that have stood and these that have said, yes, we will respond, it is such an attainable project. But Lord, the project is not just a project. It's not just a fundraiser. This is a project that, Lord, will feed a family. But oh, Lord, what we're most concerned about is that you will feed their souls. You will take the lost and let Jesus become real to them. Lord, we know what you can do. We know what you will do. Whether it's loaves of bread or fish, you will multiply it. And Lord, there's a spiritual multiplier that's in the house. And I am asking that, Lord, you will not only take what this great church does on a missions basis annually and regularly, but, Lord, you will multiply it and you will exponentially, as long as you tarry, keep moving them forward and upward, that children will be impacted and youth will be impacted and moms and dads will be impacted and grandpas and grandmas will be impacted so that the kingdom will be advanced in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen and amen. Well, thank you. And thank you, Pastor, for allowing me my last opportunity to be here at Op Oxford. <laughs> Since I never asked permission to do that, I mean, it's like, you know, I got it. Ay, 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 ay. Turn with me in your Bibles, if you would, to Joshua chapter 23. I'm really convinced that... Uh, I was touched by Sheena, I was touched by Pastor sharing with me this project, and I really pray that you will not be done with this project, but you will see it way above and beyond what they have desired to see it. But you have already been a phenomenal missions-giving church. I mean, an unbelievable missions-giving church a leading church in our district. You've been, you've been a leading church in our district for BGMC for quite some time. I think Pastor said 
you probably, your total accumulated BGMC giving has exceeded 400,000, probably closer to 500. That's me talking. I'm the evangelist, so I'll speak evangelistically. Take it to nearly a half a million dollars. Folks, listen to me. That's a lot of coins. That's a lot of, that's a lot of buddy barrels. That's a lot of, of advancing the kingdom. But you, you may say, maybe you're a little new to this process, and you don't really know what all of this is about. Well, let me just share with you the, the reality. I think in 1949, this all was kind of kicked off in our fellowship of the Assemblies of God. And last year, last year alone was a record year across the Assemblies of God movement. But last year, 11743744 was given for BGMC, Boys and Girls Missionary Challenge, across our fellowship. That is an all-time record high. All-time. Now, sometimes numbers are just raw numbers and they mean nothing. But the fact of the matter is, is that your giving here at Oxford helped to make it possible for our district, Penn, Florida, that's made up of about 350 churches, your giving added into the district giving of other churches helped Penn, Florida to give over 1,122,483.41 last year. Now you say, well, why is that such a big deal? Well, let me just tell you why it's such a big deal. Because since Penn, Florida has broken the million dollar barrier and we have led the nation for many, many years, but for the last 10 years of over a million dollars, let me just tell you something. I am, I'm here to tell you, there's, at this juncture, there's no other district. They're coming in close. Last year, the, the second leading district was about $700,000 on the national level. So we have been able to, because of the vision and the buy-in, of churches and people just like yourself, we've been able to lead our nation in Boys and Girls Missionary Challenge. I believe God places us and he gives us not accomplishment and success so that we can relish in it, but so that we can humble ourselves and say, thank you, God. And in thanking him, we can attain more to advance this kingdom that we've been called to advance. Now, I'm so grateful that your church contributed in 2022 $36,571.77. Now, that's awesome. That's awesome. 
And just so you have a record, that was we only have about 155 churches out of our 350 that we consider giving churches to BGMC. Now, isn't that incredible? And you placed number five in the top five of this district in terms of giving to BGMC. So once again, we celebrate you. And we say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you, Pastor Darrell, for your leadership and your vision and for your giving for Boys and Girls Missionary Challenge. So let's celebrate the Lord and let's just give it an applause unto Jesus for all that he's done. Amen. I have no idea why I'm so weepy this morning. I can't believe the chickens have brought the tears out in me like this. I just don't have a clue. I, uh, I want to draw your attention to Joshua chapter 23. In Joshua chapter 23, you're, you're at the crossroads, at the threshold of Joshua coming to the end of his ministry and getting ready for that baton. You're going to hear me use the word legacy, passing that legacy on. He's going to be passing it on. But you have to understand that the passing of a legacy, the passing of a baton, is something that is not just for a few. It is something that every person in this auditorium has been called to do. We've all been called back to the basics. I'm not, I've never been an educator. Well, as a pastor, I was somewhat of an educator, but what I mean by an educator is with an educational degree and, and certification. But the fact of the matter is when I was growing up in, in school, and maybe some, I'll get some takers in here and some of you will raise your hand with, uh, that you identify. Uh, I, I do better when I get some affirmation and just want you to know that. I preach shorter when I get some affirmation. And I mean, if that doesn't mean anything to you, we can stay till 1230 or one o'clock. I mean. At least I'll hear, be here by myself. But <laughs> the fact of the matter is, is that with all honesty, you, you would hear in education, the, going back to the basics, the reading, the writing, the arithmetic. How many of you have heard that down through the years? You don't hear it much today. Those are terminologies that aren't used. But the reality is, is that those were things... I used to hear. I know I don't look that old, but thank you very much. So the fact of the matter is, is that there are some things that when it comes to generational ministry, that God is trying to remind us and to keep us focused on. Sometimes it's very easy. You've, you've proven that this does not hold here at Oxford, but Many times at different stages of our lives, we have a tendency to kind of push away the past and just live in the, in the present. 
But God is calling us back to the basics because it's in the basics where we continue to influence and we continue to lead generationally so that these children are impacted so that as long as Jesus tarries, their lives will be radically changed. They will be discipled. They will learn that there is a world that's bigger than themselves. The young people, the teens, the youth will learn that there's something more than just themselves. And that Jesus is the radical difference maker. I'll say it again. Jesus is the radical difference maker. If you don't believe that, Kathy and I went to see uh, Jesus' revolution just within the last few weeks. How many of you have seen that, that movie? Okay. I very seldom tout things like this from the pulpit, but I'm asking you, if you would humble yourselves, I'm asking you to go. Because Kathy and I sat in that theater and virtually we were in tears. Virtually, I know you can't believe that I would cry, but we were virtually in tears from the get-go of the movie to the very end. The story of Chuck Smith, the founder of Calvary Chapel, Greg Laurie, and the impact of the Jesus Revolution of what happened that changed really, in many ways, a course of our nation through a movement of people, of hippies that people thought were rejects and were not worthy of any hope. But Jesus made the difference. Jesus made the difference. I'm calling you, church, back to the basics. Through this message, I'm calling you back to the things that will lead, guide, direct, impact, and keep you as a person and a church of influence until Jesus comes so that we can see greater accomplishments. And to be truthful with you, you're going to hear me refer to this at, toward the end of the message, that there, you will leave a legacy. We hear presidents talk about legacy. We hear educators talk about legacy. But you will leave a spiritual legacy that will pay dividends in eternity and you will do it now and you won't wait until you're six feet under. In this passage of scripture in Joshua chapter 23, where am I at pastor in terms of time? It's already 11 o'clock. What time do you get out of here? I can't hear a word you're saying, so thank you very much. I'll just, I, I will just go until I'm done. <laughs> Don't coach me. My wife is sitting on the front 
here and she's always scowling when that happens. It's just, and I have to ride home with her, so be nice. But in, in, in chapter 23, verses 1 through 14 primarily, I, I will not read that in its lengthy reading, but I will be referring to the passages of Scripture that we're going to look at several points where Joshua declared that they could conquer the promised land. He declared that they could drive out the giants and destroy the barriers, and he declared that God would assist them. He was a phenomenal leader at a God-given moment following Moses and leading them out of the desert. It's, it's, it's just an unbelievable story. But it's more than a story. It's a God-ordained, divine hand. And Joshua, at this place, when he realized that the baton was getting ready to be passed again, he was at a place where he desired to tell his people, don't forget the basics. Here, I think, are the points that God wants to drive home for you and for us today on this BGMC Sunday. Number one, God is faithful. Say it. God is faithful. How many of you believe that? We've always said God is faithful. He's faithful all the time or he's good. He's faithful all the time. He's good. He's faithful. God is faithful. The second thing is that Joshua was saying, he says, watch where you walk. You want to leave a legacy, you want to lead, you want to disciple, you want to influence children. It's more or it's less what you say and more by what you do. It's more caught than taught. And so Joshua is saying, watch where you walk. We'll explore that in just a little bit. And the third point is leave an inheritance. Now, he's not talking about a bank account that's going to spoil your kids and they can squander. He's talking about an inheritance that is eternal, a spiritual inheritance that will impact their hearts, their lives, and the lives of generations to come, again, should Jesus tarry. It is in this, if you will look at verses 3 and 4, we see where Joshua eludes and talks about the faithfulness of God. He notes that God has been faithful to the words that were spoken through Moses. Now, there's a great lineage of, of the faithfulness of God. I don't know how many of you have ever done this. I have not done this in a while. This message has prompted a conviction in my spirit that it's about time that I do another spiritual inventory of the faithfulness of God in my life and in our family. That I would take a moment to reflect because you see, in the children of Israel, the ancestors were delivered from Egypt. They were fed in the wilderness daily. They were protected for 40 years 
from conflict. They, they crossed the Jordan at flood stage. They conquered Jericho. They conquered Ai. They defeated the giants of Canaan. They were blessed with material possessions. Caleb received his promise of land in Hebron. God held the sons till so that they could win a battle. They received their individual land allotments. They won their military battles. The whole world as they knew it held them in high esteem and feared them. Therefore, Joshua says, and therefore the Spirit of the Lord is saying to Oxford Assembly this morning on this national BGMC day, he's saying, you have seen all that the Lord your God has done in all these nations because of you. The faithfulness of God. He is a faithful God. He's a good God. He's a God that never fails. And the world can look like it's going to hell in a handbasket. But God is still God. He's still on the throne. He is still faithful. He is still good. And he is still the one that if we hitch our wagon to it, he will take us the full journey. He's faithful. Do your inventory. Do your reflection. Go through your life and see the hand of God. Maybe you just haven't been saved all that long, but you can see the hand of God long before you came to Christ. And you can see his preservation. You can see his hand was upon you, leading and guiding you all the way. We have seen it in our own family. We have seen it in our own lives. God is faithful. And you need a moment and a time to be able to reflect and share the goodness and the faithfulness of God with everyone and anyone that you come in contact with. And these children and these youth and teens, they're the ones that they're watching they're listening, they're focused upon all of us as we walk this journey. And that's why the basics are so important. We cannot ignore the basics. Joshua says in verses six and seven of Joshua 23, to watch where we walk, Joshua reminded them of the faithfulness of God. God has not failed them once, but Joshua realizes that they now have reached their goal. We may not have reached all of our goals in terms of eternity, but Joshua and the children of Israel had received the promise, and Joshua challenged them to be careful how and where they walk. And he shares four basic foundational truths in this regard concerning how and where to walk. First of all, give God the credit for all you have and all that you are. There is nothing more grievous 
than to watch somebody that God has blessed somehow or another get full of themselves and say, look what I have done. When in all reality, it's look what God has done. Look what God has done. Look at God's faithfulness. He may have used me, but look at God's faithfulness. Look at everything he wanted them to remain humble. He wanted to run from the self-made man syndrome. He didn't want their success to become their failures. Don't become a statistic. Let the success and the faithfulness of God be something that keeps you humble before him. And lead these children and lead these young people, not by a self-made man or woman image, but by a humility that says the faithfulness of God and all that I am and all that I have accomplished has been nothing more and nothing less than God's faithfulness and God's goodness. The second observation is obey the Lord. Joshua says that in verse 6. He wanted them to live by the word of God. He wanted them to meditate on the word. You see, Joshua knew that in the wilderness, they had to depend on God every day. Now they had pretty much everything they needed. And the danger was in success. Self-will was much more tempting In our lives, in our journey with the Lord, we have been called to obey him and to live by this book. We are to live by this book. Thirdly, we are to live a life separate from the world. In verse 7 of chapter 23, to keep your values separate, to shine into darkness, don't embrace it. Don't compromise your testimony. Always let the unbelieving know who owns your heart. Walk your talk. Don't use your testimony to browbeat people. Let your life be separate from the world. I'm not asking you to be something that you're not. Because it, literally in each of our lives, there's no way we can do this without the help of the Lord. But we are to live our lives separate from the world. And lastly, we're to avoid pagan worship it's odd, but in really verse 7, in the latter part of verse 7, you and I may never think of worshiping a false god, but listen to just some basics. What about our money? What about our comfort? What about our family? our possessions, our work, our recreation. 
What Joshua is saying to the children of Israel, he's saying to us, as we lead by example to these that are younger, he is saying continue to remain faithful to God so that he will choose to bless you. So he will choose to bless you. I've seen it over and again. Served, I'm serving in 24 years of district ministry alongside our district superintendent, Brother Terry Rayburn, who brings his love and his regards to you and our executive team here in Penn, Florida. There's nothing that is more grievous than when we sit and we see some that have basked in the blessing of the Lord, but because they got sloppy, but because they took things for granted. They fell from the pedestal. People say, it can't happen to me. Yeah, it can. If we don't maintain our humility and brokenness before God. We've been called thirdly to leave an inheritance, a legacy. These children generationally are part of the legacy and the inheritance we leave when God, if he sees fit to tarry long enough, these children, these youth are the generational legacy and inheritance that is we're leaving when we make an investment, when we're praying intercession over them, when we're trying to observe and we're trying to see that, and we make investments in chicken coops. We're doing these things because we believe, we believe that Jesus is the answer. That's the inheritance we need to leave. Jesus is the answer. Say it with me. Jesus is the answer. It seems so simple. It seems so, so almost trite, but it's not. We need to leave an inheritance. And just before Joshua died, he declared in verse 15, in the latter part of that, he said, as for me and my house, we will serve what? Say it again. We'll serve what? We'll serve the Lord. When there is no cause, the people become apathetic. When there's no conflict, the people become comfortable reckless. The we have arrived syndrome was lurking in the Israelites' future and Joshua wanted them to know that Moses gave them a promise and stayed true to the task. Joshua gave them a promise and stayed true to the task. And now God is saying to us in a legacy, in a time of inheritance to pass on, he wants us to know that others were coming behind them 
and others are coming behind us. These children are coming behind. Youth are coming behind. They're coming behind looking for their inheritance. And he also points out very clearly the results of disobedience in verse 16. And he reminds us again that God is faithful. Say it again. God is faithful. He's reminding us in this passage of scripture of our call to faithfulness. Watch where we walk. And he's calling us with our responsibility to leave an inheritance for our children and our children's children. As you stand with me across the auditorium, believe it or not, I am virtually done, and it's 15 minutes before 11.30. But if I ever get invited back, don't get used to it. I'm going to bank that last 15 minutes for the next time I'm here. (laughs) I want you to realize again, friends, the BGMC Boys and Girls Missionary Challenge is a lot more than just raising dollars and cents. It's a lot more than bring God more cash. It's about teaching and discipling and training up children and youth that there's a world bigger than themselves. Why is BGMC so important? Because it's where we begin to invest in our kids the importance of kingdom building. It's where we get to invest in our families the importance and this fund truthfully is a utility fund it goes it has the ability to be able to be applied in areas that other monies like speed the light as powerful as that is light for the lost as powerful as that is where those monies are designated BGMC monies can plug the holes that the other funds can't plug. It's invaluable to our missionaries. So I want you to bow your heads. I want you to just reflect upon the inventory of your life. The faithfulness of God. Are there places where you're walking that are not necessarily where you should be walking? And what kind of a legacy, what kind of an inheritance are you leaving? I'm going to pray a prayer and then turn it over to Pastor. He can continue to do as he sees fit. But I believe the Spirit of the Lord is in this house. And I believe he's rattling some of our cages and they may not be chicken cages, 
but he's rattling some of our cages to get our attention to say, wake up. Wake up. This is my plan. This is my purpose. This is my design. I have given you the tools. I have given you the anointing. I have given you the means by which to carry out this plan. In Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the privilege of being here this morning. I'm so grateful that you have allowed Kathy and I to be here. Lord, I thank you for Pastor Daryl and Marsha, and I thank you for their lives and their friendship. I take that not for granted. And Lord, I just pray that we will always be quick and humble to say, Lord, all that we have and all that we are is because of you. It's because of you. It really is nothing to do with us. It's because of you. I pray for this congregation and every person in this auditorium. I pray in Jesus' name, speak to their heart. Change their lives. This area is phenomenally exploding. It's like the understatement of the year. And you're not done. You're not done with us yet. There's a world that is coming to us and is in that world that we have a mission field. And we give you praise and we give you glory. We give you honor in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. On behalf of our pastor and staff here at OAG, we want to say thank you. Thank you for being a part of our ministry. We are grateful for you and the support you give our church and its ministries so that we can continue to do what God has called us to do, to be the family church for the family of God. For more content from Pastor Strickland and Oxford Assembly of God, check out our media website at oag.church/media.